I'm gonna make him an offer again. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together, they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. Say hello to my little friend! The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is... You do not talk about Michael. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Welcome to the Best Movies You've Never Seen podcast. This is the podcast where I talk about movies I've seen many times. Many times. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm the movie nerd. And it's all about our, our my other co-host, though, is Trevor, Trevor Long who's not seen these movies, and then we decided to create a podcast to talk about And them. I cop a fair ribbing for not having seen this one as well in many group chats where uh, <laughs> clips of this are shown. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Funny, but I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, you, I, I do love that we are building your your movie library. And like beautifully, we're, we, we're could, to... we could start again because my memory's so rubbish. <laughs> well, I think we're, we're almost getting to the point now where it's time to do some sequels of movies we've already right. done. Right. I so like it. Like, Rocky 2. Just, just to give you an idea, Godfather Part 2. Okay. Rocky 2. Empire Strikes Back. So okay. we've got plenty oh coming God. up, mate. You had me on the first two. The third <laughs> one could get stuffed. No, we'll get to that as well. Today, though, we're talking about Flying High, released in 1980, Australia, the only country in the world where it was not called, as you rightly guessed on the previous show, Airplane, our Why version. I don't know. I do not know. Our version was flying high. I think Airplane is more an American, was an American term, I think, at the time. Airplane, aeroplane, I don't know. They That's decided Flying High was the better was the better title. Yeah, I actually think Flying High is a better title. There you go. Now, this movie had three directors. What? Jerry Zucker, David Zucker, his brother, and Jim Abrahams. Now, they were a comedy team. Um, and to get inspiration for their next project, what they mm. did is they left a videotape running all night on TV. So what they wanted to do is catch all the late-night commercials and then create spoofs of the commercials. But what they did one night, they recorded an airline drama movie called Zero Hour. Oh, Remember the, yes. the title I told you before? Yes. Now... Flying High, as it turns out, is a parody of Zero Hour. Okay. Now, Zero Hour is made as a serious film. Yes. But is, is, kind, of a, is kind of a so bad it's good movie. 
Right. And a lot of the lines that are delivered word for word in Flying High is a direct ripoff of what oh, was actually wow. said in seriousness in Zero Hour. Zero Hour was, was uh, released in 1957. Do you think it's wild they're allowed to do that? Well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why. The film, which was the parody of Zero Hour, had a main character named Ted Stryker, as in, as yeah. the same as in Flying High, and was famous for the not-meant-to-be-funny lines in it. So, here, get this. It was, the movie was so, when, when they came to make the movie, the movie, they said, right, the, the Warner Brothers said, this movie's so obscure that you can have the rights to, the, to Zero Hour for cost them 2500 US what? to buy the rights to that movie. So they gutted it to make it a funny version of it, really? which turned out to be flying high. So does that mean zero hours now impossible to find? Uh, Most I'm likely? not sure. Yeah, yeah. Would, would probably would probably be yeah, hard to right. find. Interesting. So uh, you had heard of this but not seen it? I'd What's the go? absolutely heard of it. Yes. It's it's some of my Flipsy and Stig talk about it all the time. Um, you know, it's like, one of the most shared movies on YouTube. A lot of clips and yeah, stuff. Yeah, uh, one of the most shared. Just in the last four yeah. weeks, I've seen more <laughs> clips of it in my WhatsApp threads than ever before. It's oh, like wild. There you go. So yeah, I think that. I, I, yeah, I've definitely not seen it. Yeah, but I've seen You've a seen lot of bits lines. of it. Yes. Right, okay. Now, Jim Abrahams, David Zucker, Jerry Zucker, they ran screenings of the movie on hmm. college campuses. Right. And you know what they did? They, they were there with their notepad. Any joke that didn't work, Got they rid of it. cut it wow. before the next screening of the movie. They edited it on the spot, next screening, and if it played better, they kept it as it was. Wow. Now, this movie, massive hit. Film cost $3.5 million to make. Yeah. Took just 34 days to shoot. I can imagine. Film was the fourth highest grossing film in 1980. Wow. Earned to date... One hundred and seventy-five million dollars. Pretty good return Doing on three point well. five. Mate, you know what? Movies like this aren't made anymore. <laughs> Don't you reckon? No, not 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 like this. Like this not, is not, wild. Like this a lot of it's wildly inappropriate. But this combines both sight gags, funny lines, funny script. It's it's got everything. Yeah. yeah anyway, it's that's a really whole cool. other topic for another day. But they well, just don't make them anymore. This is your last exit before the freeway. If you haven't seen Flying High slash Airplane slash Zero Hour, you can on Fetch. And it's available on a, a range of streaming services, so ask your Fetch with the voice remote. If you haven't got the voice remote, by the way, you can add it to your Fetch. You can just order it from Fetch. But the voice remote allows you to press the microphone button and just speak to your Fetch. You can ask it to put the volume up, change the channel, or, of course, search for a movie or an actor. And that's one of the great things here is you could ask for Clint Eastwood, and it'll show you Clint Eastwood movies or movies that he's directed. So it's actually a super detailed library of content, whether it's streaming services or um, on-demand content like movies. Everything you want is on Fetch. Catch-up TV, live TV, streaming, uh, pay TV channels, movies, you name it. It's all there and all your streaming services. So like me, uh, I just looked, I watched um, uh, Flying High, not Airplane, on uh, Stan. And that's because okay. it's available on Fetch yep. and available free to watch if you're a subscriber. But if you're not a subscriber, then just rent or buy the movie on Fetch. Great stuff, all available. FetchTV.com.au for more information. You've seen Flying High. So what are your imp now your first full watch? So now do all those little clips and things that people shared? They all sort of form one picture. For yeah, you? I mean, to, what are your impressions? To me, this was like <laughs> watching the D-Gen back in the day. Okay, do you know like fast yeah, forward? Yeah. Yes, and shows like that. Clip show. This feels to me like a clip show because a clip show. while right. there is an underlying uh, story, yep, a, a lot of it is just silly little gags put back yeah. to back yeah. to fit the story. Absolutely, and and. Uh, 
So lots of laughs. Yeah. Like it's a it's a solid <laughs> laugh. Uh, is that your tweet? What's your tweet? Yeah, my tweet is pretty much that. Uh, flying high is a laugh from start to finish. <laughs> Whether or not it makes any sense is irrelevant. Well, I saw this movie as a twelve-year-old. Wow! That... My brothers took me. My, went oh, along I'm with sure my they brothers. Would've. Yeah. And uh, I've still I've watched it, rewatched it many times, and it's still one of those movies that I still laugh at every time. I know what's coming. It's like Seinfeld. You watch Seinfeld, you laugh. Yeah. There are other movies like Ace Ventura. I watch that laugh every single time. Yeah. This is another one of those movies. Okay. Now, let's talk about the cast. Not, no one you'd really know. Robert Hayes plays Ted Stryker. He was in the sequel to this, Flying High 2. There is a sequel. Oh, wow. Uh, Spin City he was in as well, the TV show. Mm. Julie Haggerty plays Elaine Dickinson. Yep. She was also in the sequel. She was also more recently in a film called Marriage Story mm. with um, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Okay. Yeah. Now, Jim Abrahams, David Zucker, and Jerry Zucker, they chose a a pretty respectable bunch of actors to fill out the cast. We're talking Robert Stack, Lloyd Bridges, Peter Graves, and Leslie Nielsen. So Robert Stack was Kramer. Yeah. Um, Lloyd Bridges was Krosky in the tower. Peter Graves was the pilot. Clarence over. Leslie Nielsen was the doctor. I'm just going to say, I'll tell you this right now, I had those two confused to all hell. Which one? Leslie Nielsen and Peter Graves, the silver-haired guys. I thought, uh, mate, I thought... The gag was that the doctor that came in was actually the pilot. Oh, like come I, on. Come I literally, on. they were the same person to me. Ooh, no, I'm like, is this well, part of the gag? Yeah, I yeah. Googled it while I was watching okay. it. Go, That's different people. <laughs> They're different, mate. You need to change your glasses. Mate, they know. are so similar. <laughs> it's not funny. Seriously. Now, I think what adds to the comedy of the movie is that those four actors, so Robert Stack, Lloyd Bridges, Peter Graves, Leslie Nielsen, yeah. were not comedy actors. Oh, really? At that really? point... They were so straight Leslie, I thought arrows. Leslie Nielsen was no, all comedy. No. Right. That was his first. He was a serious actor. was in a great sci-fi film, Forbidden Planet, one of my faves old sci-fi movies in the 50s. He played the captain of the ship. So he, uh, Peter, Peter Graves was in the original Mission Impossible series. Robert Stack was in a stack of, stack of other movies. Uh, um, and <coughs> Lloyd Bridges, which is Jeff Bridges' father. Uh, Jeff Bridges okay. and Bo Bridges, that's their dad. Yes, right. Um, and he was also in a ton of, like, he would think he was in Sea Hunt, so the okay. famous series. But again, I think that's what added to the humour is that you're not used to these blokes being funny. Right, okay. So I think that was, that was a huge, that, that was huge. Peter Graves only agreed to do the movie because his wife loved the script. He initially said, this is garbage, but his wife said, this is funny. And he didn't understand why they wanted him for the role um, that he said, why don't you cast funny people? He goes, no, we want you because you don't realise that you can be funny. So wow. I think that added, that added to the movie. Now get this, right? Robert Stack was offered either a percentage of the movie Uh-oh. or an extra 20K. Robert, what do you reckon Robert, he did? Robert, he took the 20K. He took the 20. He Idiot. chose poorly. <laughs> Righto, before we get to the run-through, let's talk about our other great sponsor. High Sense. That is High Sense, baby. Now remember this term, mini LED, because that is... Going to be the basis of the High Sense lineup in 2023. You can already buy the High Sense Mini LED series. They offer an amazing viewing experience. Now, Mini LED it really takes the conventional LED light and makes it even better. Mini LED means that those backlights are so small it can create even more dimming zones on your TV. So that mm. improves the 
the contrast and the colour. So the backlight quantity now numbers, rather than in the hundreds, it now numbers in the thousands. So it produces unbeatable pictures, great contrast and realistic colour as well. Add to that Hisense's QLED quantum dot colour that offers over a billion shades of colour that can be reproduced on your display, which means amazing hues, amazing shades. So think of the smooth gradation from light pink to burgundy, a blue fading into the sea horizon. All of that's there. So when you're watching all these great movies we talk about on our show, you're going to see amazing quality that's just going to improve. It's going to really add to your enjoyment of the film. Yeah. Now, if you're into your gaming, don't forget these Hisense TVs have Game Mode Pro with HDMI 2.1. So you can play 4K games at 120 hertz. And with variable refresh rate and automatic low latency mode, you can turn on Game Mode Pro automatically and you get connected to keeping you enjoyed and immersed in your game. Now, that smooth motion also applies to enjoying your sport. So there's a sports mode on here too. So whether it's action movies or sport, you're going to have a really smooth experience as well. There's also Dolby Vision IQ and HDR10 Plus adaptive on board as well. So they are the high dynamic range standards that you should be looking for to really make those movies look just as the director intended. So if you all want to get in front of a new Sense TV, do yourself a favour. Go down to a store, check it out. Stand in front of Hisense TV. Don't take my word for it. Go have a look for yourself. Hisense TVs also come with a three-year yep. warranty, one of the longest warranties you'll find on a TV. Hisense backs their product. So get down to a store or check them out, hisense.com.au. Are you ready for takeoff? Oh, I'm, I'm flying. Well, speaking of which, the very first <laughs> thing here is a bit of a Jaws ripoff. Yeah. So the clouds, the tail the fin. music, the tail <laughs> fin. <laughs> That was pretty funny. You know how they did that? They made layers of cotton on a piece of plywood and they, they had a hidden wire track for the plane to fly around. So the fin was sort of flying around on a wire track on a, on a bed of cotton. Really low-tech sort of special. Yes, very much so. Worked very well, though, don't you reckon? I like Soft how lens you see the you fin sort of dip down and then, <laughs> then it flies it up comes. in front of you. Yeah. Pretty cool. Anyway, we see a busy airport. Uh, we hear the announcers talking about the white zone. You can white know Drop white zones for unloading no and unloading. in the red zone. Elaine arrives. She gets offered a flower from the religious consciousness church. Would you like to make a donation? No, thanks. Thanks anyway. <laughs> uh, we see all the passengers arriving, and the white zone uh, announcers are saying the opposite thing. Yes. Did you notice this? And uh, they, they end up having a bit of an argument. No, the white zone is for loading and unloading. There is no stopping in the red zone. The red zone has always been for loading and unloading. There's never stopping in a white zone. Don't tell me which zone is for stopping and which zone is for loading. Listen, Betty, don't start up with your white zone <laughs> shit again. <laughs> and it's funny because I knew that was going to happen. Did you? I could tell because there yeah. were so many people come in and out of the airport yeah. that that announcement was just too clear. It was too consistent yeah. and too yeah. too obvious that I'm like, <laughs> I started listening to that and not paying attention to the rest. I basically knew they were going to do that. And it's so funny yeah. because there's a plot line there, just subtle, where these two have clearly been going out. Yes. You know, he talks, we do find out about that. Yes. You just want me yeah. having an abortion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a well, bit of that. It's very get, funny. Get this, though. For the argument between the announcers, yeah. 
they actually hired the same voice artist no. who did the announcements at Los Angeles Airport. Wow. So they got the same actors to come in, the voice actors. That's brilliant. Uh, and, and just for the record, at the real airport, white zone is for loading and unloading of passengers only. There's no stopping in the red zone. Which is what it starts off saying. Yeah. Uh, and these two were also married in real life as well. Those two announcers really? were married also. There you go. Yeah. So anyway, we're seeing, I love this bit where the guy's coming through the uh, metal detector. He goes, take off all your metal, any metal objects, put them in this bowl. He takes, takes off his arm, his, arm his leg. His leg. <laughs> so but it's showing it. like an x-ray as you walk through. Too. Yeah, they're showing. <laughs> it's like a doctor's x-ray. Uh, the taxi arrives and a Ted, uh, he comes into the, uh, he sort of parks up on the on the pavement. Yeah. And r- races into the airport, offered a flower. And right, races into the yeah. airport. But before he does, he says, turn, like, just wait a second. He turns he on the meter. The meter. Yeah. <laughs> he does and turn. it's at that point I realise yeah. this bloke's not coming back. Yes. Um, then uh, I like how the bloke offers him a flower. And rather than have it a stop behind him, you know, he pins the flower to his coat. Takes his coat he just off. takes his coat off. Just gives him the see coat. Um, anyway, we see, the, this was a funny scene, the, jum- <laughs> the jumbo's pulling in and you know how they have those lights and they're directing the yeah, plane yeah. and the guy comes over and goes, hey, uh, where's the forklift? He goes, oh, it's over there. And he waves to the opposite side, directs the plane zoop, into the terminal, Straight into the bang, terminal. bang, bang, bang. But then we see, uh, Elaine, Elaine, uh, Ted spots Elaine. I know things haven't been right for a long time, but it'll be different. Like it was in the beginning. If you'll just be patient, I can work things out. I have been patient, and I've tried to help, but you wouldn't even let me do that. Don't you feel anything for me at all anymore? It takes so many things to make love last. Most of all, it takes respect. And I can't live with the man I don't respect. He turns to the camera. What a pisser. <laughs> Breaks the fourth wall. Um, I love this, this new stand. It's, it's interesting, though, her delivery there is yeah. so, it's quite poor. Yeah. And you realize she's being told to yeah. speak in that kind of, you know, really, it just doesn't sound like a like good delivery of an actress. Okay. Don't you reckon? It was the very first movie, by the way, Julie Higgins. Oh, no, but I, yeah. I think they've told her, okay. no, no, just deliver it. Diff- okay. I don't think that's it how meant, she would normally it wasn't meant it. to. I think, yeah, it couldn't be, she couldn't act too well because it would take away from the comedy. That's right. I that's guess. what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, the uh, whacking material at the uh, <laughs> news agents was the thing now, that I laughed at first and most. I'm going to let you know here, this is a movie that you can, if, if, I pick up things every time I watch it. Right. And that was, the, I've watched You pause there and look at every I, I magazine noticed, title, I'm assuming. <laughs> I noticed that. He's reading. He's reading a magazine. Captain, the captain, who we yes. find out is Captain Over, yeah. is reading a magazine called Modern Sperm. Yeah. And next to him is a list of magazine called under the section Whacking, Whacking Material. material. <laughs> then he gets a call on the white courtesy phone, and then I like how he picks up he the picks red up one. The red he goes, one. "No, the white phone." And he goes, "Okay." But why well, I think oh, there was a gag missed here because there was two yeah. white phones. He yes. should have picked up. Ah. He should have picked up the white phone, phone. Started oh, okay. a conversation and then said, "No, that other, <laughs> other white phone. White that's phone. A, the, that's for someone else." Do you know what I mean? I think there was a gag missed there. And he gets on. He goes a call from the Mayo Clinic, and he comes over the announcer again. He goes, "I've got it." And he heals the thing. But then we find out about a patient on board. Uh, this is Doctor Brody at the Mayo Clinic. There's a passenger on your Chicago flight 209 or a little girl named Lisa Davis en route to Minneapolis. Hear the heart beating on his desk? scheduled for a heart transplant. We'd like you to tell her mother that we found a donor an hour ago. We have the heart here ready for surgery. We must have the recipient on the operating table within six hours. I want you to make sure that she's kept in a reclined position. A continuous around. watch is kept on her IV. Also, if 
It's very important that she remain calm. Excuse me, this is the operator, Captain Ober. I have an emergency call for you on line five from a Mr. Ham. <laughs> All right, give me Ham on five. Hold, Hold the mail. <laughs> I thought that'd be one of your best lines of oh, the movie, but no. how hard... I There's can't wait more. to find out what your best lines There's are. There's more, mate. There's more. <laughs> so we then see she's taken on board. The ambulance pulls up by old school, by the way, stairs yeah. up to the plane. Yeah. Um, patient uh, on taken on board with mum. Ted and Elaine are still talking things over. Uh, she says, look, now I've re requested the Atlanta run, but he's, he's still promising that he can change. I promise I can change. Then why didn't you take the job that Louis Nets offered you at Boeing? You know, I haven't been able to get near a plane since the war. Even if I could, they wouldn't hire me because of my war record. Your war record? You're the only one keeping that alive. For everyone else, it's ancient history. You expect me to believe that? It's the truth. What's hurt you the most is your record since the war. Different cities, different jobs, and not one of them shows you can accept any real responsibility. Elaine, if you just give me one it's more... It's too late, Ted. When I get back to Chicago, I'm going to start my life all over again. I'm sorry. Excuse me, we'd like you to have this flower from the Church of Religious Conscience. <laughs> he punches him out. <laughs> he punches them all in. Oh, let's go. Uh, so we're in the cockpit now. Uh, they're talking about any word about a storm over Salt Lake. It's very funny, now, though. The There's a bloke cleaning the windscreen <laughs> who then lifts up a bonnet as if a plane has a bonnet. He checks the oil. Now, did you know who that guy was? No. Have you ever watched a show called Good Times? No. G that's Jimmy Walker. He right. played JJ. This was a show in the 70s. Right. Um, where, um, I'm so it's a solid cameo is what you're saying. Oh, he's, a, he's, he's still a working comedian. Like Jimmy oh, okay. Walker, famous in the 70s. Right. He used to be on Good Times and his catch cry was, <laughs> Dino mate! That was him. And he uh, he's well, a fall, fallen off. It's pretty funny, the cleaning. He the tries to shut the bonnet, falls off. Yeah. Um, then we see Roger Murdoch walk in. And yeah. that happens to be... Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I wouldn't have known that. Basketball, but... a famous basketball. Yeah, I understand who he is, yeah. But again, yeah. this is an of-the-time kind of thing. It's like if I, yes. if I watch this with Jackson, yeah, yeah. He he, wouldn't th that wouldn't that. hit him. Yeah. But if it was yeah. LeBron James today, of course. you'd be like, oh, my God, that's, isn't that yeah, LeBron? No, true. It has, you question yourself. I've got to say, this movie has aged poorly. But it's uh, still funny. Only, uh, it's still probably funny. only in its cameos and those yeah. kind of timely things. There are a couple of little references to movies and, and actors right. and stuff okay. that you think, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. might not get it. But, but the, cre I'm, I'm the cre a, a, bloke comes <laughs> to the window with a credit card. Like, <laughs> it's like he's paying for the service. Like the old school yeah. uh, credit card swipe swipe thing, or yeah. swiping machine. Um, at the Trans-America counter, uh, Ted's asking, is Elaine on the flight? And he says, oh, yes, she's on the flight. One ticket to Chicago. No baggage. And he, she asks, of course, 1980, don't forget. Yeah. Smoking or non-smoking? Oh, smoking. smoking. And then what happens? She hands in the ticket and it's, and it's what, smoke coming out. <laughs> Seriously. As and a, it continues a, all the way it gets on the plane too. As a 12-year-old in the cinema, mm. I pissed myself laughing. <laughs> all right? Let me just tell you that. Oh, I pissed myself. Uh, anyway, he gets to the gate. He gets spooked by the plane. Uh, he flashback to the wall. Yep. Um, and the, one, of the, one of the voiceovers says, the decision is yours. Hmm. Uh, I love the guy, uh, the two guys on the plane, the jive, the talking talk jive. And I love it how they're, I think the, the conversation was about, I wish this white fellow should stay away from my wife. And then they basically said, look, early to bed, early to rise and all subtitled. And at the end they go, shit, and it equals golly. <laughs> that's, that's great. When you, when you watch that a number of yeah. times, you do appreciate that. 
Ted is in the plane, sees Elaine, gets into his seat next to this old woman. I'm just going to give you a plot hole here. Yeah, yeah. Like, up until this point, Elaine is greeting all the passengers and yeah. checking their tickets. Well, he, she, got, he got onto the plane without her. He might have, but she, maybe she was at the back. Come on. Yeah, you reckon? Okay. Pretty sure well, they ordered that small I don't small think this plane. is the sort of plane for those sort of plot holes. Oh, okay, right. This okay. is not the sort of movie for those okay. sort of plot holes. Okay, noted. <laughs> noted. I love how he sits next to the old woman. He puts yeah. his ticket his away. His ticket is still, still smoking, still by smoking. the way. <laughs> which I think, that that to me, I have great respect for that. Oh, that's awesome. Because that smoking yeah. gag was played, it. Yeah. but and, it continued. And he As a 12-year-old, you would have kept oh, laughing. Mate, I was, I yeah. was wet myself. Exactly. Um, I love this. Sorry, you're right. I've just seen your next note, which is there's a flashing sign. It says... Fasten seatbelts. Yeah. Says, put her on a seatbelt, <laughs> and that happens throughout the whole movie. It's like the Spanish translation. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. the heart patient's on. Uh, hangs the IV. He's very, very excited. This was a funny bit here. The couple saying goodbye like an old school sort this of nineteen fifties. So weird. Going to write to me every day. Yes, all aboard, son. It's like a train station. <laughs> and uh, she's running beside the plane, and he's out the plane waving to her. She's love knocking you, over poles, <laughs> which, by the way, are holding up nothing. They are, that's true. Which is funny. But yeah, she's see, waving see, from the plane. See, in terms of comedy, <laughs> her knocking over a pole, that's slapstick, but the pole not holding anything up, multiple poles, okay. is also funny. Okay. Oh, that's now, what I love about it. In the cockpit, you've got Clarence Over, yeah. Roger Murdoch, yeah. and Victor. Yes. Uh, he's, the, he's the navigator. Yeah. And uh, they're about to get their clearance to, uh, to take off. Flight 209er, you are cleared for takeoff. Roger. Huh? <laughs> LA departure frequency 123.9er. Roger. Huh? Request vector. Over. What? what? Flight 209er clear for vector 324. We have clearance, Clarence. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? <laughs> our radio clearance. Over. That's Clarence. Over. Over. Roger. Huh? Roger, over. What? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's gold. That's gold. That is a pretty good line. Uh, Ted's on there. They've taken off now. He's taken a tablet. He hasn't flown for quite a while. Captain uh, makes an announcement. Now, here's another sight gag, right? Nun sitting there reading Boy's, boy's life. life. And the boy sitting there reading Nun's Life. Nun's Life. <laughs> Do you like the picture on the front of the Nun's Life? The Nun's on the surfboard in a habit, wearing a habit? Yeah. Oh, there's gone. Mate, the, that one, the one that got me laughing inappropriately was the Jewish sporting <laughs> legends, which was like... Something light. One, it was it was a, a six size, and it looked like it was two pages. Well, that's what she asked. She was something to read. He goes, you got anything light? Yeah, famous Jewish sports legends. Whoopsie. So bad. Ted uh, sees her and she says, Ted, what are you doing here? He goes, oh, I've got to talk to you. And then she walks away. And the old woman, though, she pipes up. No wonder you're upset. She's lovely. <laughs> and a darling figure. Supple, pouting breasts. Firm thighs. It's a shame you two don't get long. <laughs> It's a now, solid flashback here. There was a lot of, of tee-hee going when yeah. I was a 12-year-old yeah, watching that yeah, for yeah. the first time. But this is a really solid flashback now. This flashback here, I've got to say, I think is probably the funniest part of the movie. Really? I reckon it's the fun, And there's no, it was hardly a line spoken. It's all visual, right? So she, I love how when he's about to tell the story, she takes off her glasses and thinks, oh, God. You know, like here we I've, go. I've got to yeah. hear this again, right? Yeah. So <laughs> she says, uh, the flashback starts here. They're in a rough, the Mungumbo bar. Um, rough place, seedy, worse than Detroit, I think he says. I love the bit where the woman is walking along the bar and you hear the trumpet playing it. She, the can, he pans, look, up. pans up. It's her playing the trombone on the bar. Now, there were two Girl Scouts fighting. Okay. Yes. They're playing a card game. The they, they, they start fighting, punching each other. 
throws her down the bar into the jukebox. And the jukebox starts playing music and turns the whole joint into a disco. Well, it's Bee Gees. starts playing the Bee Gees. Now, yeah. I listened to the, or the DVD commentary on this, right? Yeah. This song is staying alive, right? Yes. Now, the Bee Gees, they gave them permission. The Bee Gees gave them permission to use the song. But what they did, they sped up the song by 10%. So it's 10% faster than it normally plays. Right. So you listen to it, you'll notice it's slightly faster than the, than the regular version of Staying Alive. If yeah. you listen to it. But I, I noticed that straight away. Why? Because that's how they wanted it. That's how they wanted right. to make it funny. I don't oh, okay. Know. But uh, here's what I like. When as soon as the, the music starts playing, the place turns into a, like a, yeah. like the, the lights come up under the dance yeah, floor. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. It's funny. Uh, and then Ted says, look, I didn't go there to fall in love. And there she was, dancing with some other guy. Um, I like he goes, he, he goes, look, he asked the guy next to me to pinch me. <laughs> and the guy looks at him and he goes, well, what's your go? And he walks away. But it, uh, here's the funniest bit, right, where he says. The guy that she's dancing with? Yeah, the guy with? she's dancing with, he goes, but my luck my, but my, my luck happened to be in that night. So the guy that she was dancing with, Gets, some bloke comes up behind him and stabs, stabs the guy. Stabs him in the back. Now, Elaine's dancing with the guy. She's following he, his movements. He's pointing at the knife and she's following it. And he's got to go, uh, like dying. And she's doing the same. She's motions. following his <laughs> movements until he collapses and dies. Until he dies. And then he collapses in front of her and she oh, catches eyes of Ted across the room. Unbelievable. Honestly. And I like how Ted, how he sees her and he throws his hat. And then, pew, like it comes back and hits him in the head. No, no. My favourite bit is then he gets on the dance floor and he's yeah. wearing a. Oh, the the hat know, hits the barman. The hat hits the barman. He's wearing a, a, a white, a, a white, you know, na- a navy uniform. Well, I don't know about the difference. He's in naval aviator. It's, it's his white gun. Yeah, it's right. A top gun prick. And he and he takes off his jacket and underneath it is Saturday Night <laughs> Fever. But he he's dressed like John Travolta. Oh, that, it is it is a rip off of Saturday I'll be honest with you. This is where our our comedy <laughs> differs. See, this whole scene. That's the funniest thing there. Oh, I thought it was, I thought it was the rest of it is like I could come. I love how when he does the old pointing. It's pan in the air and he goes Pew! like a bullet firing. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, and then they start they start their dance and I love how he throws her up in the air and it's like he's he's thrown her so far he catches her again. That was pretty cool. But then he start they they sort of start defying gravity a bit. She sort of starts yeah. spinning him around this and he flies off. And anyway, I think later that, on, I personally, I think that went too far. <laughs> that whole scene. But I like how he was sort of jag like j- j- um, dancing, sort of like a Russian dancing and juggling yeah. and everything. It was. Mm. Uh, later on, we hear they're sort of slow dancing, still together. Sound of a punch and the Girl Scout hits the ground. Yeah. Obvious, um, obvious it was a mannequin hitting the ground there next to him. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, so we, we return to, to uh, reality back to here. the plane yeah, where he's yeah, telling so the story to the old lady. But enough about me. I hope this hasn't been boring for you. <laughs> it's just that whenever I start to talk about Lane, I always... <laughs> get so carried away i lose all track of time the camera pans to the old lady's feet as if she's hung herself on a plane (laughs) which is horrible but also hilarious because it's impossible do you know what i mean yeah i know but she was so bored that was her only alternative yeah Mm. it's crazy um the dad and the son uh, they they, they're taking their orders the wife's gonna have the fish but here's the thing the dad and the son order steak Wife will have the fish. No, I think the dad orders steak for the son and will have fish is what he says. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, when uh, the, Then Joey asks, when can I see the cockpit? He goes, oh, we'll see what we can arrange. But then our, our, jive, our jive friends then also uh, order. Would you gentlemen care to order your dinners? <laughs> Bet, babes. A lot of piece of the pot to drink, so I run the job. <laughs> Look at here. I can take grease and chomp it on some butter and drag them through the garden. <laughs> it's 
I think no, the I first guy ordered the fish and the second guy... No, the first guy ordered steak, second guy ordered fish. Yeah, first guy ordered and, and on the side, the Java. That's coffee he wanted as well. Okay. Java, it's coffee. Okay. Just, <laughs> yeah. And here is another... And scene. that whole thing is a, yeah. is, I think, is a play on like the Jive Talking of course, song. You know, of like it's yeah, just a great... Of course. Especially given the BG stuff. Now, here's a scene that always cracks me up mm. where the little boy approaches yeah. with the coffee. Excuse me. I happened to be passing, and I thought you'd might like some coffee. Oh, that's very nice of you. Thank you. I want you to sit down. Thank you. Cream? No, thank you. I take it black. Like my man. <laughs> this is like a 12-year-old girl. <laughs> you know what the goal is here? The goal is the look on the kid's face when yeah. she says that. That's yeah. funny. That is funny. That always makes me laugh. Oh, man. I don't know what that says about me. It says a lot, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, Elaine's there. She sees Ted talking to another passenger. I'm thinking, oh, my God. She remembers, though, when she has the flashback this yeah. time. Yeah. And is, this is now, I don't, I'm sure you haven't seen the film From Here to Eternity. No. For the famous scene in From Here to Eternity is where, uh, I think it's Burt Lancaster and I forget the name of the woman in the scene, but they, they're kissing on the beach and mm. the water rushes up. It's a famous scene. I've, right. I've been to that beach He's in Hawaii. I've you been are to that beach, right? Man. And, um, <laughs> and Joe's like, no, Stephen. No, no, I'll she, just stand she, here and watch. No, she was there. She was there. You lie me. down and pretend. <laughs> no, I didn't go down to the beach. I saw the beach. We didn't re we didn't reenact it. Yeah, if that's, that's what you're yep. saying. Mm -hmm. But uh, what, what's funny about it is the I'm water, assuming they the, take <laughs> this one too far with all the, the weeds. Oh, yeah, and, the weeds, they get smashed so by the water. So basically, they take yeah. a real scene and make it and realistic realistic with the weeds and the seaweed. But then they get talking. Oh, Ted, I never knew I could be so happy. These past few months have been just wonderful. Tomorrow, why don't we drive up the coast to that little seafood place and... What's the matter? My orders came through. My squadron ships out tomorrow. We're bombing the storage depots at Daiquiri at 1,800 hours. We're coming in from the north, below their radar. When will you be back? I can't tell you that. It's classified. <laughs> that's classified. That is that is a good line. That's classified. I've told you the whole mission, but I can't tell him when we're back. Oh man, very funny. Now here's another. Uh, honestly, this bit this, is I cry wildly I cry. inappropriate, but so good. Yeah, Joey's come into the cockpit. You ever been in a cockpit before? No, sir. I've never been up in a plane before. <laughs> you ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But then... Wait a minute. I know you. You're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You play basketball for the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm sorry, son, but you must have me confused with someone else. My name is Roger Murdoch. I'm the co-pilot. You are Kareem. I've seen you play. My dad's got season tickets. <laughs> I think you should go back to your seat now, Joey. Right, Clarence? Oh, he's not bothering anyone. Let him stay here. All right, but just remember, my name is Roger Murdoch. I'm an airline pilot. I think you're the greatest, but my dad says you don't work hard enough on defense. <laughs> and he says that lots of times you don't even run down court. And that you don't really try, except during the playoffs. The hell I don't. Grab him by the scuffle, Nick. <laughs> Listen, kid. I've been hearing that crap ever since I was at UCLA. I'm out there busting my buns every night. Tell your old man to drag Walton and Lanier up and down the court for 48 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know that young kid? Yeah. His name's Rossi Harris. Right. 
Now he gave an interview after this, yeah. and he said that when he was that scene with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he reckons he wasn't acting. When he grabbed him by his about, you know, when he was criticizing, he grabbed yeah. him by the thing. That look of surprise on his face was real. He oh, wow. he grabbed him really hard. So I think it was sort of. Your life, real life playing out. Probably yeah, he right. probably heard that in real life. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the last line, Joey. Do you like movies about gladiators? <laughs> These are all great lines from Captain Over. Anyway, Ted and Lane are sitting together, and she he said, "Look, just hear me out. It will be different." I know things haven't been right for a long time, but it'll be different, <laughs> like it was in the beginning. Remember? <laughs> I remember everything. All I have are memories. Mostly I remember the nights when we were together. I remember how you used to hold me. How I used to sit on your face and wriggle. <laughs> afterwards, how we'd watch until the sun came. Oh, <gasps> <laughs> That's oh, gold. That That's gold. Just... Now, did you notice this bit? I thought you'd been a racing fan, hmm. race car fan. Hmm. The flashback to the army hospital, the doctor in the white coat. Was it wearing an STP, STP on sticker? Yeah. That's an oil brand, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think also that when you uh, <clears throat> when they showed the hospital, there was a sign that talked about like accepting, you know, visa and cat. Like it was, yeah. it was a very commercialised <laughs> hospital, was what I saw, and that's why the the logo looked like it was, uh, you know, sponsorship. But then Elaine uh, talks about a telegram. We got a telegram from headquarters today. Headquarters? What is it? Well, it's a big building with generals. We think it's not important right now. They've cleared you. They've been blamed for what happened on that raid. Isn't that good news? They cleared him. Because of my mistake, six men didn't return from that raid. Seven lieutenants zip died this morning. He spits the water out. Oh, jeez. Now, here's the bit. You know, he was painting. He was doing the painting. The painting is a soldier with his leg behind his neck holding a baby next to a crashed Jeep. Yes. And uh, he's the, the fighter. He goes, oh, so can I have take a break, a break now? <laughs> it's a bloke. And they go wide, and there's an actual crash jeep, and he's painting he's it like a, still, like a still life. But then there's another patient who still thinks he's fighting the war, and another patient who thinks, thinks they're, they're Ethel Merman. Ethel Merman. It's Lieutenant Hurwitz. Severe shell shock. Thinks he's Ethel Merman. You'll be swell. You'll be great. Gonna have the whole world on a plate. And again, here. I assume this is Ethel Merman. Now, it is. Yeah. Honey, everything's coming up. <laughs> See, like if you remade <laughs> that, that is Ethel like, Merman. Thinks yeah. they're Katy Perry. It'd be Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah, Beyonce. Do you know what I mean? Something like, yeah. uh, Ethel Perry. Merman was. This was in 1980. This that was the very last movie she ever made, by the way. Right. She was a very famous like singer, actress. She was in, uh, and we're going to do this on the podcast. Is uh, it's a mad, 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 mad world. Right. She, it's just like this. this it's a long, long, caper long, long movie title. Uh, it, it, funny, funny movie though. And she she plays one of the characters in that. One of the wives in that as well. She's okay. very, she was like it's just she things was like an that. Date it. You've got to wish. Yeah. I just want to assume that's at the moment. An icon. <clears> she <throat> was. Yeah. yeah. And as I said in my script here, it is actually Ethel Merman. Right. Uh, flight attendant is asking to borrow the guitar. Remember from the nun? She you like how she grabs the guitar and, and boom, she bangs boom, boom. it on the back. She she starts to start, <laughs> she's just singing nicely and then she starts <laughs> gesticulating and knocks out the IV from the kid. The kid's ga gasping for life. The kid manages to put it back in and then she knocks it out again. The mum's doing CPR on her. Oh, man. It's pretty wild. Oh, crazy. Anyway, it's dinner time. I think uh, Elaine brings dinner in for the crew. 
for the for the cockpit. Yeah. Um, and then Ted, did you notice this, right? He's talking soldier. to a Japanese soldier. Did you recognise the Japanese yes, soldier? Yes, uh, I've seen him in a million different things, including the, the Chinese restaurant. Yeah. Seinfeld, Seinfeld. four? <laughs> How yes. long we got? Five, yes. ten minutes? I got a call for consent. I yelled out, what did he say? Uh, I got can't a call write. For, can't write. No, can't write. <laughs> That's him. <coughs> I should have found out his name, but it's that guy. Yes, he's in everything. <laughs> he's your, unfortunately, what do they call it? Stereotypical, yeah. you know, tall he's Asian Jap- guy. Japanese guy, yeah. Um, the flashback in this instance was when they joined the Peace Corps. Yeah. They get assigned, and to, they, a uh, assigned and to a tribe, the Malumbos. And it <laughs> turns out that uh, they're pretty good basketball players. But here's a funny bit where they've never seen Americans before. He teaches the leader the handshake. And the guy puts his hands out. And Ted's thinking, oh, I'm going to lay some skin. And he does. And the he guy goes, bumps gets offended there, and he gets smashed. Um, Elaine. Uh, he's talking, Elaine's showing them Tupperware. Tupperware. She's a Tupperware saleswoman. <laughs> Which is gold. But then I love how they, she Ted gives him the basketball and the bloke looks at it and goes, what's this? And then he, he talks turns about out, it. He talks turns, about teaching them. And he's, he's a he's, freak. Yeah, yeah. It turns out they're like the Harlem Globetrotters. Well, I, feel, I took that as a passage of time. It's like we were there yeah, for a while oh, no, no, teaching there was a, It was a flashback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. And um, what uh, what they find out is that um, she says, look, he says, oh, look, when we re-enlist, I'm going to go teach them baseball. Mm, he goes, re-enlist? Like, he goes, I want to stay here. I want to get back and go back to the plans we made before the war. Let's yeah. get on with it. Um, so the best he says, the line here is where he says, and that's where I developed a drinking problem. And you think he's on the on the source, but yeah. he just when he says drinking problem, he means he can't put a, put uh, any liquid near his mouth, and he continues it through the whole movie. He spills it on his face. So well done. Yeah, but then hang on, you get back to reality. He goes, look, I could go on, but I'm afraid I'm going to bore you. And the Japanese soldier is there committing Stabbing harikari. Himself. Is that what it's called harikari? Yeah, yeah, Stays yeah. stabs himself. All right, the storms hit. There's a woman feeling sick, and she says, "Did you hear what she said here?" I haven't, <laughs> haven't felt this bad since we saw that Ronald Reagan <laughs> film. Now you got to remember, this was 1980. Yeah, the year Ronald Reagan became president. Right. So he he was obviously an actor. You knew that. Yes, right? that's right. He was an actor before this. Uh, and she says, "Okay, well, let me uh, find out. Uh, I'll see if I can find some Dramamine." Uh, Elaine goes in and tells the captain that a passenger is sick. Yeah. Um, find out if a doctor is on board. Meanwhile, Joey's back in the cockpit. And what does he do? He picks up. What does he find <laughs> in there? a random basketball. He picks up a basketball. And uh, our captain has uh, something else to say. Joey, have you ever been in a, in a Turkish prison? Awesome. So, so far he said, have you seen <clears throat> a grown man naked? naked yeah. Have you watched gladiator movies? Have you been to a Turkish prison? Now, Elaine's looking for a doctor, and uh, the woman says, uh, excuse me, uh, stewardess, I think the man next to me is a doctor, and there's the, we see the doctor, and he's got a stethoscope on. So yeah. Think, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's a doctor. Can you come and look at a passenger? Um, and he gets there, and then she, he sort of puts his hand out, and someone puts an instrument in his hand, like they're in the middle of surgery. Yeah. Another little sight gag. And here's another little thing where he, she's, he's examining her and just continually pulls eggs out of her mouth. And that's yeah. a p- good magic trick. So mm. he, he's sort of palming the egg. I've, I've looked at this many times. She's got the same egg in her mouth. So she puts it out. Once he puts his hand next to her mouth, he pulls out his egg and moves it away. Yeah. And then she puts that original egg back in her mouth. It's, yeah. a, it's a magic trick. All right. Looks good that way. He yeah, very well done. He would have had to learn that. Um, so I like that when he cracks the third egg and the bird flies away. And then he says to, the, to Elaine, tell the captain we have to land as soon as possible. You'd better tell the captain we've got to land as soon as we can. This woman has to be gotten to a hospital. A hospital? What is it? 
It's a big building with patients, but that's not important right now. <laughs> Tell the captain I must speak to him. <laughs> it's, that's a, it's like there's three or four occurrences <laughs> of that. More, yeah. It's a big building with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, in the cockpit, though, old Victor collapses. Roger takes over. Yep. The captain <clears throat> moves out to talk to the doctor. Captain, how soon can you land? I can't tell. You can tell me I'm a doctor. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just not sure. Or can't you take a guess? Well, not for another two hours. You can't take a guess for another two hours? <laughs> no, 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 I mean, we can't land for another two hours. Fog has closed down everything this side of the mountains. We've got to get through to Chicago. Now, it's at this point where the plane goes out of control. That's right. And, and I think the stewardess actually puts a pie in some guy's face accidentally. And they find out that Roger has also collapsed at the yep. controls. <clears throat> and when they take him out of his seat, did you notice what he was wearing? He had his no. Lakers shorts oh, on, I his boots, his socks. Oh. He was dressed up in his Lakers uniform. <laughs> and <laughs> the captain gets in there, regains control, and then the doctor starts asking questions. What was it we had for dinner tonight? Well, we had a choice, steak, fish. Yes, yes, I remember I had lasagna. <laughs> what did he have? He had fish. Doctor, there are two more sick people, and the rest of the passengers are worried. They'll take care of the passengers. Find out what the two sick people had for dinner. So they've got a situation on their hand here. Now, in the cabin, the husband's sick, um, and they find out they both had fish. Yep. And did you like that? He goes, when the stewardess goes out, he goes, oh, what do you both have? And he goes, oh, we both have fish. She turns around and sort of bites a finger, looking around <laughs> the camera thinking, oh, God, yeah, we're in trouble here. <clears throat> now, the doctor says, okay, we, we know that everyone who had fish is about to become violently ill, and he describes what happens. All right. Now we know what we're up against. Every passenger on this plane who had fish for dinner will become violently ill in the next half hour. Just how serious is it, Doctor? Extremely serious. Starts with a slight fever, dryness of the throat. Now the captain, the captain, fish. The captain starts acting out the same symptoms. Gives him experience an itching, a rash. From there, the poison goes to work on the central nervous system, causing severe muscle spasms, followed by the inevitable drooling. At this point, the entire digestive system collapses, accompanied by uncontrollable flatulence, until finally the poor bastard is reduced to a quivering, wasted piece of jelly. <laughs> now, as he's about to collapse, he says, turn on the autopilot, right? right? And so she reaches forward, she, finds she switch, flicks the switch, and a blow-up pilot appears <laughs> in the uh, co-pilot. The pilot seat. inflates and starts flying the plane. Okay, um, oh, Chicago man. calls on the radio. Uh, they said, "Oh, they said, look, we're in trouble. We've, we were introduced to Steve McCroskey. Yep. He says, well, hold all takeoffs.' I like how he's giving instructions, and the two guys that are really close to him are listening. And it turns out that their two shirts are stitched together. They can't. Yeah. They can't pull themselves apart. That was a nice. Nice sight gag. The word is, though, that there's fog right down to the deck, so there's nowhere between where they are and Chicago for mm. them to land. Right. So a bit of trouble there. Uh, and here is the first of many times where he mentions uh, quitting something. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, we need the best man for this. We need someone who knows that plane inside and out. Get me Rex Kramer. It's the man. And uh, back in the cockpit, Elaine is on the radio uh, talking about, okay, tell me your airspeed gauge. Oh, 520 miles an hour. That's good. Now look down a little bit. Tell me your altitude. She says 35,000 feet. Oh, hang on a minute. 34,000 feet. It's dropping. And in the background, you see the autopilot deflating. <laughs> in the background, he says, oh, she said the autopilot's deflating. Yes, okay, on the belt line is oh, a Jesus tube to Christ. inflate it. So pull it out and blow on it. <laughs> now, <laughs> you can just imagine... 
she's gone in looking for a pipe on his belt line. Yes, we're all aware. To blow it up. We're all aware, <laughs> Stephen. You don't need to describe it. The doctor opens the door as if to see what's happening and thinks, well, oh. that's a that's an intimate moment. I'm going to shut the door and walks Woo! out again. Yeah. Okay. That's no, pretty but, funny. But before the doctor goes in, he's actually, the when when the plane was going down, the doctor was was examining some woman in, woman in, in stirrups, stirrups like she yeah. was giving birth or something. Anyway, goes in to check and sees that uh, she's yep. blowing him up. Yep. Uh, yeah, anyway. She um, she finds a tube. She's doing it. The doctor goes, whoa, okay, see you later. But did you love this bit where the autopilot's head turns around? Big, yes, sm- big smile on his face. <laughs> Again, mate, my 12-year-old self was just cracking it at this point, right? Probably not half, not really understanding what no, was going I'm gonna on. Say, I don't bit. think a 12-year-old would get it. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, but it was still funny. But uh, next bit. Elaine is on the uh, making an announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your stewardess speaking. We regret any inconvenience the sudden cabin movement might have caused. This is due to periodic air pockets we encountered. There's no reason to become alarmed, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your flight. By the way, is there anyone on board who knows how to fly a plane? <laughs> <laughs> This is the instant chaos, including a <laughs> naked woman just a flashes top, yeah, past the screen. Literally, she does. And there were two having a sword fight. Yeah. And the nun was fighting with the Hare Krishna. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it. You got to instant really look. chaos. Yes. Now, in the Kramer household, the doorbell rings, and the guy's here yeah. to pick up Kramer. Now, the, did you find the dog? Pretty excited dog here. Pretty excited. It's like your dog. <laughs> well, not quite as excited as this. And uh, the dog knocks him to the ground. He goes, oh, "Are you a pilot?" Kramer comes downstairs. Now, here's the bit here, right? This was a cool bit. Yeah, the mirror. He walks downstairs, and you're thinking, he's looking in the mirror, and I think the, the camera cuts for one second, he comes back, and he actually walks out of what you think's the mirror. Yes. That, that was Brilliant. quite a funny Very well done. Game. Very cool. The dog's still mauling <laughs> the bloke on the floor, yep. by the way. Yep. In the cabin, they're looking for pilots. Ted's there talking to an Indian gentleman who uh, starts pouring petrol on himself yep. and lights the match. He's thinking, this is too much for me. Then but Ted, then, yeah, go on. Then the, steward, uh, the stewardess comes up. Excuse me, sir. There's been a little problem in the cockpit. The cockpit? What is it? It's the little room in the front of the plane where the pilots sit. That's not important right now. You see, the first officer is ill, and the captain needs someone to help him with the radio. Do you know anything about planes? Well, I flew in the war, but that was years ago. I wouldn't know anything about it. Would you go up, please? Now, the Indian is not turning around. The Indian's like, oh, thank God. God, He lets the match kind of sit there. But as he walks away, it's like he he, still ignites. I don't want to break it to you, mate. Fumes and, yeah. Uh, That's gold. He enters the cockpit, though, and he goes, whoa. Both both pilots are out. He's surprised that uh, what's going on here. So he's wondering what the hell's going on. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. <laughs> you know they released a version of this movie called the Don't Call Me Shirley edition? Really? Yeah. There is a version of that. What? Why? And, and there's it... a section of it where the, you know, the jive um, translations, yeah. uh, they reverse them. So they, they people talking normally, they translate it into, into the jive. jive language. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh my God. Uh, I love how when he's in the cockpit, he's looking at the controls and it seems to go forever. It's like they've, they're, yes. just, they're the <clears> biggest <throat> cockpit They've got this time. really continuous pan. <clears throat> now, but then they go back to the airport, don't they? <laughs> yeah, you see the, the bloke sitting waiting for his cab and the, yeah. and the, air, the fare is like $10,000 or something. $113.30. Oh, okay. I thought it, it was. Which $1980, $1980 that's, that's yeah, solid. Yeah, yeah. That's solid. Um, now, Chicago Tower standing by. Steve's giving instructions. They're asking 
where's Kramer? And I like how McCroskey go, stands next to the desk and beside him is a photo exactly, of exactly yes, what he did. Exactly. <laughs> Kramer's on his way. Now, this is a funny bit where they're driving, talking on the phone and driving. Yes, but the background is Yeah, well, they, but what they do, though, the guy in this front seat's covered in scratches from the dog. And he goes, oh, one of the passengers is going to land the plane. And they hit a cyclist. <laughs> the cyclist yeah. goes, you asshole. And then the background changes and it's um, it's like sped up. And then for, then it's yeah, cowboys the, and Indians. The, the and first thing is the background, because it's one of those, <laughs> it's, it's a piss take on how movies are made with the greens, with a, with a background the screen, background. the car's actually static. Yeah. And it's a piss take on that because the, the car's not moving at the same rate as the road. And it becomes everything from cowboys and Indians. But then it becomes cowboys and Indians, cowboys to, and Indians to, movie. To, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, anyway, Elaine enters the cockpit, sees Ted, and says, you can't fly this plane. He goes, that's what I've been trying to tell these people. He goes, the doctor says, Striker, you're the only hope we've got. And the, I think he hits the wrong button. and uh, Everyone hears it. Everyone goes, uh-oh. He, then he writes the plane. Now, the wife says, oh, look, I can't stand it anymore. And then they says, get a hold of yourself. And he goes, doctor, let me handle this. And then they start, they all take turns they slapping her. Slap and she's getting hysterical, apparently. Uh, the doctor slaps her twice, then the, 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 the nuns up next. Then there's the line forming behind With them. The now. jive guys, one of them's yeah, in boxing got gloves. Got boxing gloves, one of them's got a wrench, one of them's got a gun, one of them's got a baseball a bat, yeah, yeah, yeah. one of them's got a whip. <laughs> now, uh, at the airport, Kramer's arrived and all the charity workers, you yeah, know, they're all going to for Scientology or for this one and this one, and he knocks them all out. He did all his own stunts, by the way. He was really? 61 years old, uh, Robert Stack, when he okay. did that. Did all his own stunts. Uh, this was a nice little funny sight gag. Self-service baggage claim. People that, on a carousel who the, check themselves in. <laughs> people coming out of the baggage carousel, no, meeting their bags. People, no, there were people coming out of the, out of the baggage out of the carousel, carousel and their yeah, bags yeah. were there. The bags were all sitting around the they carousel. Were. Yeah. Kramer's arrived. Uh, he says, look, the guy on the phone talking to Steve on the phone is across. I love how um, Steve's on the, the guy's on the phone over here. And it turns out the person he's talking to on the phone is Steve McCroskey, who's on the opposite across the table from him. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yes, I did. Uh, takes off his glasses. You notice this when he's talking to him? Takes off his glasses. There's another a second pair, pair of sunnies yeah. underneath. <laughs> Just so he can have the dramatic effect of taking them off again for another part of the conversation. Oh, man. And then they find out who the, pot, who the uh, passenger is. Ted, he says, look, he was a good squadron leader a long time ago. Uh, and for some reason, a spear hits the wall behind him. Yeah. I think it's sort of, and then yeah. a watermelon drops. He goes talking talk him down to the ground, and boom, then a watermelon drops. As None if of it to makes say, sense. As if to say uh, he was a good squadron leader. I don't know whether the spear's got anything to do with that. But then the talking him down to the ground, the watermelon hitting the ground, as if to say, yeah, yeah you got you got Buckley's. Uh, let's get him on the radio. And uh, again, we're thinking uh, that it is a another thing that our man McCrossy's got to quit. Like I took the wrong week to quit drinking. <laughs> so we've got what? Quit smoking and quit drinking. So yep. far. Now uh, on the radio, we uh, Ted's in the in the cockpit, by the way, and we hear him first time talking to Kramer. Stryker, this is Captain Rex Kramer speaking. Yes, Captain Kramer, read you loud and clear. <laughs> right, it's obvious you remember. What do you say you and I just forget about everything except what we have to do now? Let's not kid each other, Kramer. You know I've never flown a bucket like this. I'm going to need all the luck there is. Stand by, Stryker. My one hope is to build this man up. I'm going to give him all the confidence I can. Stryker, you ever flown a motor engine plane before? No, never. Shit. This is a goddamn waste of time. There's no way you can land this plane. He can still hear him. You got to, Tony. You got to. 
Route him into Lake Michigan. At least he'll avoid killing innocent people. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a minute before he said, let's got to build up his confidence. Yeah, yeah. And then and then he, but he talks to him. Oh, unbelievable. Uh, anyway, the passengers start to act up a bit. The uh, the doctor says, look, I'm going to level with you. We've got a right to know what's happening. Uh, no reason to panic. And you see his, his nose, nose growing, growing like Pinocchio. Pinocchio, so. <clears throat> Kramer uh, thinks, look, things might look pretty tough right now. But I'll tell you, if you, I'll tell you what to do. If you, if you do what I say, you should have complete confidence. And sitting behind Ted is a big vulture. Did you notice this? Yeah, like, so we're ready. We're ready for you to die, mate. And then he's uh, talking to him on the radio. How's it handling? Sluggish, like a wet sponge. Sluggish, like a wet sponge. All right, Striker, doing just fine. It's a damn good thing he doesn't know how much I hate his guts. <laughs> It's a damn good thing you don't know how much he hates your guts. <laughs> you remember she, Elaine, she's she's the radio. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> and now here we hear the uh, our jive uh, jive gentlemen are not feeling the best. Yeah. Some more folk buttering into the bone, take me up, take me. I'm sorry, I don't understand. Cuddy say can't hang. Oh, stewardess, I speak jive. Oh, good. <laughs> he said that he's in great pain and he wants to know if you can help him. All right, would you tell him to just relax and I'll be back as soon as I can with some medicine? Just hang loose, blood. She gonna catch up on the rebound on the med side. What it is, big mama? My mama raised no dummies. I duck a rap. Uh. Cut me some slack, Jack. It's it's a a cutting Chomp the one to help, chomp don't get the help. Jive ass dude don't got no brains anyhow. Now here's another 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 the thing. Okay, get Captain Ober's wife on the phone, um, and they get they get the weather bulletin, and they go up to that guy and says, "Look, what can you make of this?" He goes, "I can make a hat, make a hat. or a brooch or a pterodactyl." He's, he's a very feminine <laughs> young man. Oh, that's funny. <clears throat> but here's the thing that gets me right. This and, and again another laugh every time. The phone rings. The wife's in bed. And you just see the wife. Yeah. She says, "This is Mrs. Ober." Yes. She turns on the light. And she's in bed with a horse. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he goes, oh, there's trouble on your flight. Okay. I'll be right down. She hangs up and she says to the horse, let yourself out the, back, yourself door. Out the back door. There's some orange juice in the fridge. Just let yourself yeah, out that, the back. that is either a real horse or it's amazing. It's a real horse. Yes. It's a real horse. It's in the bed. Yeah. How's it lying down? I don't know whether that's a reference to like Godfather. Is that a Godfather reference? The Godfather had, well, the Godfather in the bed, the head was horse's head in bed, yeah, not the whole horse. But Yeah, but I, I think it's a reference to that saying. I think you it's, know, it's the kinky. He's a captain. He's away a lot. Kinky and, wife. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, kinky wife. Hung yeah, like a horse. There you go. <laughs> in the cockpit, we hear Ted's inner voice. He says, we've got to concentrate, concentrate, concentrate. And then he's he plays into the echo. Hello, hello, echo, echo. <laughs> Although that was funny. Passengers beginning to panic. They says, uh, and now our man, McCroskey. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. <laughs> so what's that? Smoking, drinking, and amphetamines. Yep. And okay. the reporters all come in. <laughs> And the best bit here is they're like they're hassling him, and there's all these microphones, and one of them's holding an ice cream cone that's yeah. melting. A melting ice cream cone, like wild. What sort of plane is it? I like that guy too. He says, "Oh, it's a big, pretty white plane. Looks like a big Tylenol." And he goes, "Okay, boys, let's get some pictures." And they go and they just, just take pictures. Yeah, off the let's, wall. let's take some pictures, or let's get some pictures, and they just bring them off the wall. Oh, man, Very funny. funny. That was funny. Again, I, another I solid gag. I yeah. laughed at that. Um, the headlines. Here's the funny oh, bit. The headlines, yeah, yeah. and from all different countries. One starts yep. in America. One's in Japan. One's like a like a tribal. They're playing the drums. Yeah. Um, no, no. Sorry. Before that, were the headlines. Sorry. Disaster looming for airline passengers. Chicago prepares for crash landing. 
boy trapped in the refrigerator. <laughs> Did you see the other little headline Meteor on the page? lands near baby. Yeah. I, I tried to look at a few of them, but I didn't go back. But the yeah. uh, TV bulletins then, American bulletin, a Japanese bulletin, and then a native that's handed a different set of drumsticks for yeah, the drums, just a different, different bulletin. A more dramatic And I bulletin. loved how in the middle of it, he changes cameras. Remember to the other camera? Yeah. <laughs> and in the background was the picture of the plane crashing. Yes. And they were all to reflect the different uh, thing. Oh, man, yeah. that's gold. Bro. That's yeah. gold. Um, and I, there was this the bloke on Counter Strike. I don't know. That's probably a reference to a show back in the uh, late seventies. Yeah, I think because they those. bought their own tickets. I say let them crash. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those. It's like a Piers Morgan type. Yeah, sort of, yeah. But I think it's I think it's literally two differing opinions, counter opinions. Yeah, yeah that's what I go. took. Uh, on the plane, <laughs> the man pulls out his flask. Did you see this? He offers it to the, the woman. He goes, "Oh, certainly not." And then she pulls out a little thing yep. and snorts yep. a couple of lines of coke, which Brilliant. I thought was funny. Um, and then it's also time to get back to the cockpit. I won't deceive you, Mr. Stryker. We're running out of time. Surely there must be something you can do. I'm doing everything I can. Now stop calling me Shirley. <laughs> That's genius, mate. Uh, anyway, in the cockpit, Ted's here in his flashbacks again. He's here and seeing the fighter planes. And I love how the, the background changes again. You remember the background is of fire, proper fighter planes. Yeah. Then it changes to a bloke with some cardboard wings and early flights. Just stupid stuff. shit. All these other yeah, stupid yeah. crap. And it ends with uh, <laughs> shit's going to hit the fan. And then they cut to the control <laughs> tower where shit actually hits the that, fan. Because he forgot to check the oil pressure. He yeah. lost engine four. Yeah. And then you see the fan with a, a lump of what you assume is shit hitting the fan. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we were, uh, he, uh, Ted decides, look, you know what? I can't take this. I'm out. I can't take this pressure. He puts the autopilot back in the seat, remember? And this yeah, starts, and it's flight, just starts, starts flying, flying by itself. Again, yeah. um, meanwhile, the towers, uh, the, the fog's getting thicker. Uh, Ted misses his mouth with his drink again. Again. He's uh, still got his drinking problem. And the doctor comes up and says, you know what, mate? You, you did the best you can. I want to tell you something. I've kept to myself these years. I was in the war myself, medical corps. I was on late duty one night when they brought in a badly wounded pilot from one of the raids. Could barely talk. Looked up at me and Doc, he said, the odds were against us up there, but we went in anyway. I'm glad. The captain made the right decision. The pilot's name was George Zip. George Zip said that? The last thing he said to me, Doc, he said, sometime the crew is up against it. The brakes are beating the boys. Tell them to get out there and give it all they've got. And win just one zipper. I don't know where I'll be then, Doc, he said. It won't smell too good, that's for sure. <laughs> Excuse me, Doc. I've got a plane to land. Come on, Ted. Now, that was a take on a very famous speech. I think Ronald Reagan delivers it. It's win one for the gipper. Right. It's a very famous, like, motivational speech. Right, okay. And that's one win one for the zipper. Anyway, uh, Ted's on the phone. No dice. We're coming in. Yep, he's, uh, he's doing let's it go, now. baby. Um, he said, you won't make it in this soup. Which, uh, we're going to go to the tower. And the guy goes, to the tower, Rapunzel. <laughs> so many little things that happened in this yeah. movie. Um, how soon do we land, they're asking. Uh, soon. Try not to worry. And did you notice the passengers were asking this question and they're watching they're the in-flight movie crash. and there's a plane crashing <laughs> in the in-flight movie. I thought that was funny. Um, I love when they get up to the tower 
and it's like the start of a hockey game. They go, there's a referee there. Introduction to the referee. It's like the start of a hockey game. Yeah. That's funny. And then he goes, get that finger out of you. You don't know where that's been. And he takes his finger out of his ear and smells it. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Mrs. Over arrives and says, look, we're doing everything we can. And I think, well, I forget the guy's name, but he says, where did you get your dress? And that shoes are awful. Like, do you think you feel about enough as it is? And he insults a dress and the shoes. Oh, my God. Now, um, what you think is a set of instruments, you find out if you take a close look, they're actually playing a basketball game yeah. on that thing. So much stuff to see here. And he says, oh, pour every light you can on that field. And the next thing you see, a but truck dumping lamps, dump on, the a bunch of lamps <laughs> on the top. Did you like this when the, when the, um, <coughs> when the truck started going out onto the field? A bunch of random trucks. Yeah, like there a was tractor. fire engines first. Yeah. Then there was the Budweiser truck. Of course. Then a cement truck and a tractor going out there. Did you also like the gag about Air Israel? It had, yes, like a, little, it had a hole. had a skull yeah. cap and a beard on the. Yeah. On the uh, I don't know how appropriate that would be today. I'm not sure. Well, there's a couple of Jewish things in this that are a bit inappropriate. Maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe. I don't think how appropriate most of this movie would be today, Stephen. Yeah, well, you know, it was 1980, I guess. It, I think it's. I think the humour is sort of forgi- you can forgive it because it's humorous. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. The uh, I like this bit where they're saying assume assume we're going to assume crash position. She shows in the life jacket and inflates into a duck, <laughs> and then some little some woman at the back goes, "Oh, that's cute." <laughs> <laughs> I love this bit too. It says, uh, "I think it's W K A Z A Z, where disco <laughs> lives forever." And, and the plane the, knocks off the plane tower. Knocks the antenna down. Uh, okay, they said, "Look, you can't come straight in there." Thinking, "Look, we're gonna we got people up here going to die in an hour, let alone two. And then Elaine says to him, "Ted, I'm very proud of you." Tell them the gear is down and we're ready to land. And uh, there, uh, I, I like how sort of it's getting really dramatic. And and over over's wife is fondling Kramer, sort of hugging up to him. And then they stop, realize what they're doing. The sort of the music stops. They realize yeah. what they're doing. They back away. Um, and yet again, our man, our man, uh, he's giving up something else. I picked the wrong week. Quit sniffing blue. <laughs> <laughs> he spots the runway. Striker, you're coming in too fast. We're below 700. I like how in the background there's a bloke pulling his clothes out of a dryer in the back of the room. And then I like when he says, okay, get in crash positions. And they all go like they've already crashed. They're all over the, all over the cabin. Uh, anyway, the approach uh, is I love this bit where, okay, watch your speed. And he hits the deck, pulls the brake handle. But it comes off comes in his off. hand. Yeah. And I like how then the announcer goes, the flight is arriving at gate eight. Gate, gate nine, nine. Gate, gate 10. <laughs> and that continues. And then later on, they says, gate 14, gate 15. They're still chasing it down. Anyway, plane comes to a complete stop. <laughs> I love this bit where the reporters, the reporters all, all rush, rush. <laughs> into the phone boxes. And, and all four of them knock over. All get knocked over. And I love to, as this is all happening, the doctor's coming in and saying, good luck. We're all counting on you. He comes in three times. He comes in three the times, says the same and thing. Even, at the even end. after they've landed. <laughs> they've already landed. And uh, they says, look. Striker, that's got to be the lousiest landing in the history of the airport, but I still want to buy you a drink and shake your hand. Very good. So Kramer, uh, I like how he's still talking about bullshit and they've, they've left yep. the cabin already. And I love how on the on the emergency slide, they're on the tarmac and, and the, the stewardess is really happy. Thanks saying, for flying. Thanks for flying. Have a great day. <laughs> it's like uh, nothing happened. Anyway, Ted and Elaine are there. They decide they're having a little smooch. They're back together. Now, here's the funny bit where the automatic pilot He's, he gets there, salutes, and what what inflates next to him? And a female, a female co-pilot. And he does a little wink, and he actually takes off. They're off again, scraping along the ground. Now, I love the credits. 
Credits show everyone? the actor, names everyone. Did, did you watch the very, very, no. very end of the credits? No. Come on. At the very, very end of the credits, the mm. guy is still in the cab. He says, I'm going to give him another 20 minutes, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> At the very end. <clears throat> now, let's get to our great lines, starting with this one. Nervous? Yes. First time. No, I've been nervous lots of times. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that one, 100%. Uh, and then they're talking about a different kind of flying. So single-engine fighters in the Air Force, but this plane has four engines. It's an entirely different kind of flying altogether. It's, it's an, an entirely, entirely different, different kind of flying. <laughs> <laughs> altogether. But he says, look, maybe they're off course. Two more minutes. They could be miles off course. That's impossible. They're on instruments. <laughs> This is a cracker, too, where uh, I forget. I think your name was Randy. Dr. Umek, I'm scared. I've never been so scared. And besides, I'm 26 and I'm not married. Uh, we're going to make it. You've got to believe that. Dr. Umek, do you have any idea when we'll be landing? Pretty soon. How are you bearing up? Well, to be honest, I've never been so scared. At least I have a husband. <laughs> 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 she, she breaks down in the background there, the poor thing. Oh. <clears throat> All right. Now, you really can't explain plot holes here. It's a bit no, of a, it's, there's yeah, a one I massive agree. plot hole. Yeah. Um, but I, if you watch, if you manage to watch Zero Hour, right, without laughing your head off, because in, the, in Zero Hour, there are the lines, looks like I picked the wrong week to give up smoking. Oh. That was in the in Zero Hour. All right, and they expand on that. The yep. passenger who gets slapped by the other people is in Zero Hour. Um, all delivered seriously, right? <laughs> the crash landing in Zero Hour uses an obviously fake miniature plane, uh, and it slides along the runway, same way as in Flying High with the sparks and everything as well. Right. So, <laughs> just as funny okay. as, as the other one. Right. Things you might not know. One big, a lot of people thought this movie must have been um, full filled with improvisation, but apparently it wasn't. Uh, it was they yeah, followed right. the script religiously. Wow! Yeah, so everything that you see in that movie was in the final script. Interesting. Yeah, so no one was making up their own yeah, stuff. Yeah, but again, that goes to the like if they'd have got comedy actors, yeah, they might have gone for they more improvisation. But actually, trust go. the script and just get actors. That's it. Genius. Now, the main plot point in the movie is that the entire crew has the is gets hit by food poisoning yeah. um, from eating the fish. In actual, in actual, uh, in real life, FAA regulations m prohibit both pilots eating the same meal. There you go. So they've actually ruled. Wow. To, so this doesn't happen. Uh, It'd be better if that was introduced after this movie, no, just that, because that they noticed. The one, of, one of the uh, pilots should have ordered the steak. That's there the you thing. go. Yeah. Robert Hayes, who was Ted Stryker, was in fact, in real life, a licensed pilot. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he completed his training in 1974, but uh, was an entirely different kind of flying altogether. Mm. Was an entirely different kind of flying altogether. Oh, gotcha, yep. yeah. Uh, did you notice the From Here to Eternity skit in that part? was shot on the same beach where Charlton Heston discovers the Statue of Liberty oh. in Planet of the Apes. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Planet of the Apes. When Ted is dancing to Stayin' Alive, did you notice that uh, the pretty strings that are supporting him are pretty easy to spot? Yes, they yeah, were. They I were. did notice that. 
all the exterior <laughs> shots of the plane, did you notice this? Were, sh- were while the shots of the plane while flying use the sound of effect of a propeller plane. Yes, the the did whole you background. That? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, despite it being a jet, now here's the original thought for the movie was to make to shoot the movie, the plane would be a prop plane. But the studio says, no, no, we want a jet. We want you to use a jet plane. So they said, right, I will use a jet plane. But the sound effects they applied to it to get back at them was propeller plane. Right. Yeah. There you have it, mate. That was Flying High. Give us your wrap-up and rating. (sighs) (laughs) I I can't help but laugh at this movie. It is funny. Look, it's a funny movie. There's some funny bits in it. Yeah. But it's a shit movie. You reckon? Yeah. (laughs) I'm just going to be honest with you. Well, it's you know there's what? a lot of funny lines. I'm gonna there's def- a lot of humour in it. Okay, but uh, it, I'm, you know what? I'm going to defend it. Here. Oh, oh, yeah, it just went too long. Like it's a short movie. It's a short movie. But it, it's like the it's you know it would be like watching fast forward from back in the day yeah. and then going two hours instead of one. It's like too many skits. But you know what? I don't I'm, know. I'm going to just... defend the movie because I reckon it actually had a good plot. The plot was a yeah, guy, I that. a guy who no, was down on confidence, had like was tr- was you know PTSD, yeah, faced his fear, got on a plane, yeah, ended up having to come to the rescue, yeah, uh, found and, and he found out that what was keeping him down was the people who oh, yeah, yeah. George Zip. I, I don't he found out the plot. That George I didn't Zip say it had a bad plot. It. Yeah, just saying. But it, was, but it was. I reckon it had a nice flow to it. The the storyline. As I think it's all the it just, jokes and everything. It was actually not a bad little story. Like it's funny because the bits that you love most, like that flashback in the bar when they first met, I'm like, this doesn't, this didn't need to happen. Yeah. And also, there's a lot of knowledge required. You know, yeah. identifying if you, people. If you, yeah, if you're the, young, the, the beach scene's yeah. really only funny if you know the beach. You That's know true. that kind of stuff. That's true. I and I'm a lot younger than you, you so are, you know. <laughs> I'm coming at no, this no, but you've at seen, a wrong generation. You've seen a lot. That's not the generation. You've seen a lot less movies than I have. Yeah. I've seen all these movies they're talking yeah. about. You have seen none of those movies they're talking about. And if you're coming at it from, if you're under 30, even yeah. under 40, you think this is going to struggle. This yeah. is, you're going to have to really look up some of the references. Yeah. That while the sight gags work and all the lines work, yeah. there's a lot of it that would go over what is your it? head. That shit is gold. <laughs> that's, it's a, it's a big, it's a big building with doctors and patients. But, but that's, but that's not, not relevant right, right now. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, give us a rating out of 10, mate. Six and a half. Six? What? What? I just, mate. Come on. I'd prefer to watch clips mate, on TikTok a, of this. This is a nine. I'm a nine a on nine. this. I'm all in. I love this movie. Love this movie. I think that's the 12-year-old in you. Love it. I think, yeah, it reminds me of a funny time. It reminds me of a good time. Well, you know, I could probably go to seven just because I wish there was more movies like this made yeah. today. And yeah. I think that the okay. politically correct nature of society means that okay. the best comedy can't be made. Okay. And I think the big movies avoid this kind of stuff well, because trying to make that now politically correct and politically sensitive, you probably get you probably couldn't get away with a lot of no. it. No, but yeah, anyway. that's why I'm, that's why it I'd is say, what it is. I'll give it a seven. Thank you very much. All right, I'm I'm a, I'm a nine on this. I really love this movie. Should we talk about next week? Okay. Next week we're watching Remember the Titans, starring Denzel Washington. This okay. is the true story of a newly appointed African American coach. In the first season as a racially integrated unit, he's got to bring the black players and the white, the, the schools oh, are integrated. Wow. Uh, it's in the late 60s, early 70s, where they've got to integrate and wow. the team has True to integrate story. as okay. well. Uh, now, I'm all in. You know, Denzel Washington's I'm in across it. it. But the movie introduced us to a future A lister in the movie. Small part, but superstar today. Is it A, Ryan Reynolds? 
B, Ashton Kutcher. C, Ryan Gosling. Or D, Andrew Garfield. I feel like it's going to be Gosling. You're right. Yes. Ryan, Ryan yeah, Gosling, right. he plays yeah. a real small part, one of the players on, on the team. He's now a superstar. He's actually in Australia right now yeah, right filming, now filming the filming, full yeah. guy. Yeah, so... Is that probably why you threw that name out there, didn't you? No, I, you know what I thought? I thought that um, Ryan Reynolds came from Two Guys, A Girl, and a Pizza Place. So I used to watch ah, that show. Ah, there you go. Yeah, I used to watch some, that. Show us yeah, some yeah. knowledge. Um, Garfield seems too young. And who's the other guy? Um, Ashton Kutcher. Uh, you know, that 70s show kind of. You yeah. Know, yeah. Okay. yeah. I just well, feel like boom. I could trace the others. Hey, millionaire superstar. Yeah. Well done. Well, that's well two done. weeks in a row. That is a cracking movie. Looking forward to you watching right, that excellent. and us talking about it next week. Bring but that, in the meantime, that was flying high. We hope you enjoyed that as much as I did and as much as Trevor did, I hope, too. But, uh, yeah, Probably funny more than movie. I did. Funny, funny, funny movie. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Trevor, see then. you then.